This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Wow, 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 has the Lord opened my eyes to behold wondrous things out of his law this morning as we are in the fifth chapter of the Song of Solomon, and specifically verse 11 is where we are today, and that would be the hoof verse, which the hoof verse has to do with the crown, and I think you're going to see this in spectacular ways. (laughs) I sure do, And, and I don't want to miss that you know, the question that I ask as I name this podcast is the Jews have studied the 10 utterances of creation heavily, heavily, have a lot of study on that issue of these 10 utterances, which in some ways line up with the 10 commandments. And of course, if Jesus was the one who, you know, created all these things, of course, in connection with the father, no doubt, then spectacularly, um, Matthew Henry points out that here we begin, as, as we enter into this 11th verse, we begin the 10 descriptions of Christ. In other words, here are 10 attributes that he has, and oh my goodness, I can just tell you that the first one lines up perfectly with the first utterance of creation, which you might remember, let there be light. And so along those lines, as we get to the fifth I mean, to the 11th verse in English, we'll read that. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. And of course, you know, that was let there be light and he separated the light from the darkness. I mean, there there you go. And here we see this unbelievable light of gold and we see the darkness, which is black as a raven. And so, you know, the the, the normal in, or idea behind this, the way that most people interpret it, is that um, Jesus's hair is black here compared to the wool that it is in both Daniel's vision and in Revelation. But here he's forever young, and, and this idea of this beautiful young man. And there is, you know, one idea of why his hair is black here, and, and Rashi is along those that same idea that this, you know, is a young, beautiful man that, that we're to look at. And there's no doubt that that's there. But, you know, when you look deeply, <laughs> and I did this morning, deeper than I really anticipated at first, I just kept looking at the Hebrew of these words. And and when you look at the idea of gold and then fine gold, fine gold has got this pay in it and then a Zion. And the, the idea of the pay, as we've studied in the 119 Psalms many times, is this idea of a face or a mouth. And then a, a Zion has this idea of remembering. And so when you get the idea of God's face, re, being able to remember what it looks like is this idea of fine gold. I mean, because you see the reflection of God in that gold. And those of us who've, who've had the joy of seeing his glory at some point in time, I hope you have, it has this golden look to it. And I see that the fine gold is this idea of the heavenly light that we're going to live in for eternity and such a contrast from the darkness. And so there you have this light of the fine gold. And then it says his locks are bushy and black as a raven. So, <laughs> you know, the, the idea of locks, we visited that a few times through um, this uh, and, and certainly here. 
and and here we go. They're they're bushy and black. The word that is translated black here is the word. So his hair is black as a raven. So there's two descriptions of black. Well, the first word that is described as black is the idea of the dawn, like it's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> and, and it almost as if it's the beginning of the light coming. And so you here you have certainly that, that word is spelled exactly as the same as the word dawn, which is the word black. And so there's one end of the night, and then the other end of the night is raven. So when you look at that word in Hebrew, you can't help but note that it is also the spelling of the word dusk. So you got from dusk to dawn. So clearly you see this idea of there was morning and there was evening the first day, right? I mean, you can't help but see it. It's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> there's the utterance. But then there's also something even deeper here that that in a way, um, you know, light brings light to our path. And Jesus is our light in the darkness, right? Uh, you know, in so many different ways, his word bringeth light. You know, thy word is lamp unto our feet. In other words, Jesus himself is this light in the darkness. And he is, in his head being that, that is his crown. I mean, it's just, it's just something that to me is spectacular as you think about it. And, it, you know, I go back to this, this, it's almost like an overarching theme of all of that we studied so far in the Song of Solomon. You might remember she talked about her blackness, right, at the very beginning. I'm black but comely. And, and she talked about that. So we saw that there. And then how many times does she get up in the night and go about the city in the dark? And what is she looking for? She's looking for the light in, our, in her own way. She's looking for Jesus. And, 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 and you, you can't help but see that as well. But then also you might remember that, you know, the, the um, three score valiant warder, warriors, they held these swords at their thighs for the terrors of the what? Night. And so here you, you see this reoccurring theme as we find Jesus in the darkness so far throughout this um, <laughs> Song of Solomon. And honestly, I'd never seen that at all until this morning. And so I was just like, wow, look at that. I mean, this is so spectacular. So here's a, a crowning, this idea of a crowning thought here in verse 11, this idea of the letter hoof. And, and, and you know, when you take this to a, just a very, very practical level, one of my stories that I, I was one of the most remarkable visits I've ever had from Jesus is those who know me well know I used to deal a lot with a lot of different fears. And my biggest fear was a fear of the dark. I was terrified of the dark. And so this happened in 1991 when we first moved to Winston-Salem. And I was scared, scared, scared. And I was a baby Christian. Excuse me, this was 1993. I came to the Lord in 1991. So I'd been two years in Christ. And my wife would tell you, if there was a sound in the in the house somewhere, you know, she's getting Robbie up to check. I mean, Robbie was getting her up to check on it because I was terrified in the bed and I just couldn't deal with it. And so, you know, one weekend my wife went with my kids to go visit some friends in Pennsylvania, left me in the house, and unfortunately, or maybe very fortunately, there was a horrible storm that Friday night, and I was all by myself, and I was totally scared, totally, you know, just shivering in the bed, 
and and I don't know if you've ever been so scared that you're literally petrified, like you cannot move. You're so scared, and that's how scared I was. And so I cried out. I was like, I know this is sin, Jesus. I know I'm not supposed to. I know I'm not supposed to do this. But then something very fascinatingly happened, and I I I had missed this until yesterday, as I was actually, you know, going through. I'm as I'm memorizing these verses that it says that that he his voice was what knocked on her heart. When you go look at that, um, I think it's the third, uh, second verse, it says, I slept, but my heart wake, waketh. And it says, it is the voice that is knocking on my heart. So it, it, fascinatingly, his voice knocked on my heart that night. <laughs> and he said, Robbie, he said, what's the worst thing that could happen? And, and of course, I was delighted that he had come and, and brought this light. And as I thought about it, I went, well, what is the worst thing that could happen? And I said, well, Lord, you know, have you seen Straight Jacket or, you know, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock movies? You picture this person with a knife? Yeah, you know, just stabbing you, you know, horrible psycho. You remember the, the scene in the shower? And uh, the Lord said, well, Robbie, what would be so bad about that? And, and as I think about that this morning and I think about that story, that wait a minute, I have forever light in the darkness, <laughs> right? I mean, we've hidden his word in our heart. We have light that is in the darkness. No matter what happens, we always have Jesus. And actually, if you know, they can take away our lives, but they can't take away our freedom. In other words, we, you know, we're giving up our lives so that we can have our life. And oh my goodness, I realized for the first time in my life that night that, oh, death is threatening me with Jesus. And, you know, to live, you know, or to die is gain, you know, that whole idea from Romans. And I, and, and I saw that in a very, very practical way, dealing with this particular fear that I had of the dark. And so you can imagine for me how spectacular this is this morning as I see all these things come together with this fear that I had as a young person. Naturally, I had a fear of the dark because I desperately needed the light of the world. I mean, how cool is that? I'm just blown away this morning. So thank you for sharing with me and thank you for a place to, to share this and for this journey of like, oh my goodness. And, and how exciting is it when you think about it to see and discover, will these next <laughs> nine descriptions of Christ line up with so perfectly with the first utterance of creation? Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Thanks for listening.